This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1384, The State of Stative Verbs. Don't get flagged as a lower level speaker. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 150 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection. With your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. Are you worried that you might be making major mistakes that flag you as a lower level language learner? Today, we share a very common mistake with stative verbs that natives will notice. Listen today and then rest assured that you're not committing these errors again. This episode was recorded a few weeks in advance. Our understanding of the COVID-19 situation has changed since then. We hope you are healthy and safe. And we hope that All Ears English can be a bright spot in your day during this moment of uncertainty. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going today? I am excellent, Lindsay. How are you? Oh, so excited to have you on the show again for our grammar series, right? This is number, what is it, number four in four. our series? Yes, it's the fourth one. This has been really fun. I'm enjoying them. I'm glad to be back. Absolutely. So what are we getting into today? I mean, did you have any opening questions you wanted to ask me to kick off yeah. the episode? <laughs> you know, I usually do. <laughs> I'm wondering, are you an observant person? This is something I don't know about you. Wow, that's a really good question. You know what? Sometimes I can be a little spacey, to be honest, out in the world. Uh, but okay. I do notice some details sometimes, but mostly I'm more of a big picture type person, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. What about you? I don't tend to notice the details. Yeah. I am the least observant person. It's actually really <laughs> a problem. <laughs> really? And why do you yeah. think that is? Well, it's like my husband, for example, will clean, like he'll clean or he'll build something. He'll like build shelves in the closet. Yeah. And then he'll sort of be waiting for me to be excited about it and thank him or something. And I won't even notice. <laughs> oh, it could be no. like a while that I won't notice. I don't oh. know. I don't know. I'm the same. I don't notice small details sometimes. Yeah. And maybe I'm worried about the bigger per picture. And then often, mm. I don't know, I'm just not like I'm too in my mind. I'm too, I have too much going on. Too Thinking about mind. lots of things. And yeah. so I don't notice yeah. you know, the small things or even mm -hmm. big things because I'm big thinking things. about something else when I walk big in the closet. For sure. I mean, this the, the, the area in which this stands out to me is noticing haircuts. I am really bad at not, I oh, tend yeah. to not notice when someone's gotten a haircut, which is bad. Most people <laughs> want to you to notice that and they want you to say something, but I will miss it. I won't realize it until like two days later. 
<laughs> I'm the same. I don't notice haircuts either. <laughs> so we have that in common. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. So you guys will notice that we used the word notice here. Yes. And that is one of the things we're going to talk about. We're talking about stative verbs and notice is a stative verb. Maybe you've never heard that word before. Maybe you have. There are verbs that are more about a mental state rather Mm -hmm. than an action. Yes. And this is so vital because it's possible, like, are you not sure if you're making mistakes that are maybe flagging you as a lower level second language speaker? Like Mm -hmm. you maybe are a little bit worried about that. You have some fear that you're making mistakes you're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those. This is something that a lot of second language learners do and often don't even know about it. And your friends, your native speaker friends probably won't correct you. Maybe it's a little awkward. So we are here to let you know, right? Exactly, Aubrey. That's why I'm glad we're here today. I mean, Guys, what does it mean to be flagged as a lower level native speaker? It doesn't mean that people will stop talking to you, but it means they may put up a little bit of a wall, right? And and that's yep. the last thing we want when it comes to connection and communication, right? So as Aubrey said, we want you to be fearless. And the way to do that is to slow down a little bit. Take a look today at this grammar, right? We know grammar can be sort of difficult sometimes, but we're going to make it easy and fun for you guys. Right, Aubrey? Exactly, right? And this is just going to make you sound so much more native so that you can be fearless and know know, you're speaking the same as your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're not making those glaring errors. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so this is one of them we want to talk to. We actually, in our previous grammar episode, 1364, Mm -hmm. you can come back back to the blog for a link to that. We were talking about using the past progressive to hook your audience when telling a story. And that was the same kind of thing, right? Where Mm -hmm. if you're using that, it's pretty basic grammar. And if you're using it correctly, you sound like a native. Exactly. Which is so key. And you start feeling confident. You start feeling fearless. And that is what we want for you guys. Yeah. I mean, you guys should go back and check out all of these episodes in the grammar series that Aubrey's doing with us. I mean, if you're in the iOS app, you can easily just type in 1364 in the search bar at the top. It's super easy. And uh, Aubrey, by the way, before we get into this, where where's the podcast that you end up spending most of your time, most days, where are you podcasting? <laughs> yes, I record with Jessica over on the IELTS energy side of things. So mm-hmm. if you're studying for IELTS, especially the exam, and you're not subscribed yet, you need to subscribe to mm-hmm. IELTS energy. Energy. It is such a fun podcast. Je- Jessica's the best. And yeah. she was an examiner for 14 years, so she knows her stuff. She has given me all of her inside info, mm-hmm. insider knowledge. And yeah, we give so much good information about the test, what you should be doing to study, help make sure that you're not wasting any time so that you can get the score you need and get past IELTS. Yes, I love it. So guys, go and search for IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English and hit subscribe. If you're taking IELTS really anytime in the next year and a half, I would say it's never too early early to start listening in to get ready. Okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So today's our next grammar installment. Yes. And like we told you guys, we're going to talk about how to use stative verbs correctly in conversation okay. to sound like a native. Okay, let's take it away. All right. Yes. Tell us about it, Aubrey. <laughs> break it down, right? Because this it might sound a little um, intimidating, mm. stative yes. verbs. It's a little bit of a foreign word, right? Mm-hmm. Even natives, if you say, oh, I'm using my stative verbs really correctly, they will probably have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Oh, definitely. They'll not, right? They will not know. But they oh. will hear it when you make the mistakes. Yes. That's the key, right? Exactly, right? So this is when we're talking about our feelings and emotions, what we like, what we dislike. Mm -hmm. It's describing your mental state or condition, not physical actions. Okay. So for example, right? 
um, if you want to talk about what kind of cookies you like, you would mm-hmm. say, I like chocolate chip cookies. Mm. Simple present tense. You would never say, I am liking chocolate chip cookies in yeah. present continuous, right? Because mm. it's a state of being. Yes. It's not an action that has any time, that doesn't like continue to time. Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah, it sounds very odd to a, na- a native speaker if you use present continuous with these state of verbs. Exactly. And guys, today we, we want you to learn these rules and really just understand these broad rules. I can think of exceptions. You know what I mean? I can think of when people might say, oh, I'm just loving these chocolate chip cookies, right? So natives might say something like that. Have you ever heard that, Aubrey? Oh, for sure. As an exception, right? In a very colloquial way, right? Yes. And if you think about it, it's sort of making it an action. If you say, I am loving these chocolate, you're saying like, I'm having this action right now of loving these cookies so much in this moment. (laughs) There's a little bit of time continued there. And so they're changing this state of verb to Mm -hmm. make it an action. Right? That's a good point. Then so it it's no yeah. longer at that point a state of verb. So it's no longer about a mind exactly. state or a state. It's about an action. I love that. Yeah. That's a Any good of rule verbs, of thumb. Yeah. yeah, most of these can be an action depending on how you use them. But if you're talking about a state of being or a mental state, then it's a state of verb. Yep. I like it. Okay, what else? What else? Okay, so well, first we want to talk about why it's important to use them correctly, right? Mm-hmm. If you use them incorrectly, not only does it sound wrong to natives, um, the tricky thing is, like you were saying, right, we, they yeah. might sort of take you less seriously at work or, mm. um, you know, discount what you're saying if it's just in a regular conversation. So this is really vital. It's really vital, something that's really yeah. important to get right. Yeah. I, um, when my kids, sometimes they'll say something like, um, I'm boring when they mean like, <laughs> I'm bored. And this isn't the exact same kind of error, but you can see where if you made an error like that, someone might say, oh, you know, they might yeah. flag you as making yeah. glaring errors for yeah. a second language speaker, right? I kind of feel like these are the really bad errors. These are the ones that, yes. like we said before, they do mark you, they do flag you, but you wouldn't know it, right? You wouldn't know it until maybe no. that business deal doesn't come through or yeah. the person, I don't know, guys, it could be a number of things. So that's why it's important to focus in on this today. Yes. Okay. So as far as the grammar structure, the main thing to remember is we don't use stative verbs in the present progressive or present continuous tense. Okay. Um, It's called present continuous because it's an action that continues. That's continuous, right? And for stative verbs, there's no continuous action. Mm -hmm. So instead, we use the present simple tense, even if it's happening right now, because it's just describing a general truth, something that is true past, present, and it's not so much a current action happening right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how about some examples? Let's dive into some examples so our listeners can really grab onto this, Aubrey. Okay. So we're going to share three main categories of state of verbs. And the first one, we're going to give you several examples. The first category is thoughts and opinions. So Lindsay, what's a word that would share your thoughts that's a state of verb? Okay. I like the word believe, right? I believe certain things, your beliefs. I like that one. Or agree, doubt, guess. What else, Aubrey? Definitely remember, right? You would say, oh, I remember your name. Mm -hmm. You would not say, I am remembering your name. Yeah, you would never say that. It's just weird. It sounds awkward. (laughs) It sounds really strange. (laughs) For sure. And like you said, many of these can be used as actions. I am agreeing with you instead of I agree with you because you're making it more of an action with 
time involved. Right, right. right. If you I am thinking that. about that right now instead mm-hmm. of I think this. Right. If you're making it an action with time, right? But it, but it really does change the meaning, doesn't it? So we have to yeah. we have to keep that in mind that as you're changing that grammar form, you're moving away from the state of verb and you're moving to the progressive. You're totally changing kind of what you're saying. Right. right? You're making it an action. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey guys, we are building a business English course at All Ears English based on insight from more than 100 native English speaking business professionals. Keep your eyes and ears open for announcements coming soon to find out how you can get in early. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Our second group, feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. So, for example, some of the ones I said, like, dislike, feel. What others, Lindsay? Yeah, so love, want, wish, hate, or prefer. Okay, these are all ways of talking about your how you feel about something, your emotions. I love it. Exactly. So, Lindsay, do you prefer fish or chicken? Uh, Personally, I prefer fish most of the time, like Mm -hmm. salmon, a good salmon, maybe some sushi. What about you, Aubrey? Yeah, me too. I definitely prefer fish, (laughs) mahi-mahi, salmon. I love fish, fish tacos. Oh my gosh. Is it easy to get good, good sushi where you guys are? Uh, yeah, there are some. There are places that get you know fish shipped in that day yeah. to Phoenix. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can get fish, but it's kind of expensive compared to other places. Definitely, right for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but you'll notice that Lindsay didn't say you know, or I didn't say, are you preferring fish or chicken? No, you would say, Stretch. do you prefer? Because it's a state of verb, mm-hmm. and it also and, doesn't change. Right, that's the right. other piece of this. It's state of because it is a state that's generally consistent and constant. Right, mostly throughout your life, I would imagine, or maybe when you're a child, you prefer chicken, and then you're an adult, you prefer fish, but it's not going to change on a day-to-day basis. Exactly. Yep. Good point. Okay. What about the third one, Lindsay? We have a third category to share. All right. So this idea of possession and measurement, what do we mean by that, Aubrey? That sounds a little little strange. (laughs) Yeah. So anything you own, this is actually interesting because I I asked someone recently to talk about something they owned when I was doing a personal coach class for IELTS. Mm -hmm. Um, We were doing like a mock speaking test. Okay. And um, they started talking about um, their education, that they had worked really hard for their education Uh and they were so proud of it and it was their favorite possession. And I said, oh, I don't oh. know if this is a cultural thing, but in oh. English, we don't say that we you know, possess or own our education. We can say we've earned that. But something to be a, a possession or something we own is like something we bought, something someone gave us, and it's tangible, and we can say that we own it. Oh, that's right. It's that's tricky. Fascinating, though, because this is, this could be cultural. You know, the way that grammar is maybe. created is definitely cultural. And maybe in certain countries, it's more of a possession, more of a commodity yeah. having that degree. I mean, you can certainly own your degree, your physical degree, right? The piece yep. of paper, <laughs> but yep. you don't really possess. I mean, I guess, right. yeah. If someone says, you know, not. what's a possession? What's something you own that you love? It would be odd in English to talk about your education because yeah. they're talking about something you've purchased or bought or something someone's given you mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe a TV or a car or... <laughs> right, right. An item, not something but you've worked it, right. towards. Yeah. It's interesting. So this, again, it's a state of verb. If you, if I ask you, does this belong to you? I would not say 
is this belonging to you, no. right? Mm-hmm. Do you own this? We would not say, are you owning this, right? Because they right. are stative verbs if they're indicating possession. Right. Or also it, measurement. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not going to change, right? You right. Most of the time when you own something, you always own it. I mean, you could give it away. You could sell it. But the idea is it's for the long term. It's not going right. to change. So we don't really use that in that progressive form because we're not talking about things that are changing. Yes. Exactly. Even then you'd still say, do you still own that car you right. used to have? You know, you would never say, are owning. you still owning that? Like, yes. We just don't we always use a state of verb there? Definitely. Love that. Love that. So do we have a role play for our listeners to really kind of grab onto this a bit? Yes. I'm excited about this one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here we go. I am okay. going to pretend that I am your psychologist <laughs> and you have come in to me to discuss your feelings. And oh, yeah. this, uh, you know, I, I've, I've been thinking about this. I wonder about um, anyone who's meeting regularly with a therapist yeah. who can't now because of stay-at-home orders. Yes. That's got to be so tricky when you really rely on that. I hope they're able to do it over Zoom. I or, hope so too. Right. Yeah. Something it's so virtually. Important. Definitely. Mm. It's so important. So today, I will be your virtual psychologist. Good. I'm ready. I didn't know I was going to get a psychology session today, a therapy session, but it looks like I will. All right. right, Let's do it. (laughs) So this is perfect because it gives us a chance to talk about your state of being and how you feel a lot of things that you would use state of verbs to talk Mm, about, right? Yes. Okay. So Lindsay, tell me, how are you feeling today? Oh, well, Aubrey, to be honest, I feel a little nervous that my puppy is going to start barking in the middle of this recording. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a Jessica. Sometimes we'll be recording IELTS energy and her yeah. dogs will bark. So we'll try yeah. to edit it. It happens. Yeah. You know, it yeah, happens. It happens. <laughs> this is life. We record from right. home, guys. And this is just what happens. But that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. And you'll notice she didn't say, I'm feeling. You know, right. we just say, mm-hmm. I feel that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have another question for you. Yeah. Do you like your job? Oh my gosh. I like my job. I love my job. Absolutely. I absolutely like my job. I mean, some aspects of my job I don't like or love, like doing numbers, right? Mm, Projections, things like that. (laughs) But most of my job I really like. Yeah. The things that are a necessary evil. You could pass up. Yeah, necessary. <laughs> That's a bonus phrase for our listeners today, Aubrey. Necessary oh, yeah. evil. What does that mean? I Just use that one point. a lot. It's like something you have to do that you don't love. You might even hate it, mm-hmm. but it's necessary, yep. right? You say That's yes. a necessary evil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, another else? question for you. Yes. Is, is there anything you want to change about your life? Oh my gosh. Is there anything I want to change? I want to make sure I get outside more in the summertime because these days I've been a little cooped up. So I want to get more active and just get out in the sunshine. That's what I want to change. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And what about, this is a little deeper. How do you measure, how do you measure success? Mm, I measure success by how quickly I can get back up after I've had a failure. That's how I measure success. Being able to bounce back is how I measure it. How do you measure it? I'm curious. Now we're flipping the tables here in therapy. (laughs) Oh, you've caught me off guard. I haven't had a chance to think about it. Um, I really (laughs) like your answer. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like regardless of what happens, win or fail, if you can bounce back quickly and move on to the next thing, that is a great way to measure success. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All right. I have one more question for you. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Do you prefer writing about your feelings or talking about them with a close friend? Oh, I definitely prefer talking about them. I'm a verbal person. I have to talk out what I'm thinking to have clarity. 
which can be hard when friends are more, uh, you know, some of my friends are a little bit more internal, right? And they want to process things internally and I want to process things externally. So I prefer to talk through things. Yeah. That's why you hired me as your psychologist. (laughs) Exactly. Because you need to talk through your feelings. This is money well spent. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. I really liked that role play. I feel like I learned some things about you. (laughs) Absolutely. And we have some great state of verbs. So throughout that role play, I did keep using that state of verb because why? Because things weren't going to change change, right? This right. is, yeah. Yes. Yep. It's the things you like, the things you want, how you mm-hmm. measure something. Yeah. That's your state of being, the way you feel. It's yeah. not going to change. It would be very awkward for you to say, I am wanting to change this about my life, mm-hmm. or I am measuring that so we just don't talk like that. Natives just don't talk that way. When you exactly. use a state of verb, we're really, this is one thing where, you know, we're pretty strict about always using state of verbs in the present simple tense. Exactly. And it's interesting, again, as we said before, natives won't be able to teach you about this because they may not know the rule, but they know it internally and intuitively. So if you do make this mistake, guys, like we said, you know, we just want you to be able to connect with native speakers, right? What's what's the takeaway today, Aubrey, for our listeners? We just want you guys to be able to sound like a native. And when you are speaking to native speakers, we want you to be fearless. You Mm -hmm. know, we really want you to feel fluent and fearless and this episode about state of verbs is one of the big ones. This is something mm-hmm. we hear second second language learners. This is a mistake we hear them make a lot. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say, my friends for second I've never corrected one of them because I, I I just I want to be connecting. I want to be just you know I'm all about the connection, and so I'm not going to interrupt a conversation to correct someone. So this this is the venue where you guys can learn about that, so you can avoid making those common errors, and then it won't you won't be flagged. You know you won't. This isn't something that will hold you back. Exactly, Aubrey. I mean, guys, don't let people put up a wall between you and the other person. And this is something that could cause that to happen. So go back into this episode again, take notes on what you've learned today, and then try try the therapy session on your own, right? Yes. Try answering those questions. And then you will be ready when you're in that moment of conversation. I love it. I love it. That's I love it. Idea. So Aubrey, one more time, where can our listeners go to check out more of your work on IELTS? Yes. Find the IELTS Energy Podcast. You can subscribe. We release three episodes every week. Check them out. They're all really excellent. Lots of good vocabulary, lots of good grammar, and a lot of good tips for the IELTS exam. All right. Great stuff. We'll see you over there. And we'll see you back on here very soon for your next episode in the Grammar Series. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Thank you. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. If you are taking IELTS this year, get your estimated band score with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.